Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who has a vast collection of vintage DC and Marvel comic books and ironically lives in Minnesota, where his favorite NBA team, the LA Lakers, originated, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. As well as, of course, we have our mission we adopted towards the middle of last year where I really felt in my heart one of my goals is to try and make a hundred new physician multi-millionaires of the folks who listen to this podcast. All right, so let's hop right into it. So th- this month, I'm trying to double up on on uh, my podcast here because of all of the tax changes. And so I walked you through last uh, two weeks ago with uh, kind of the part one, an overview of taxes. So make sure to check that out. Last week, I walked you through part two, which was going over a specific scenario of a married couple making $400,000 a year state income taxes versus no state income taxes and how that may impact them. Today, I am not gonna walk you through two scenarios. I am gonna walk you through five scenarios. That's right, a handful of scenarios, step-by-step going through different scenarios that I think will help you understand more and more how this tax law may impact you or your colleagues or friends or parents or what have you. And I'll tell you, I honestly, even if no one was listening, going through this exercise and crunching these numbers were very beneficial to me. And after everything is said and done, uh, my plan tentatively is for next month to release uh, a uh, all of the calculations of how I got this, my spreadsheets, and all of that kind of thing that might help you better understand uh, where your taxes are. Now, all that being said, As I mentioned before, I am not a CPA or an enrolled agent or someone that prepares taxes. So make sure to run these numbers and calculations and everything that I give you um, by a given professional to double check my numbers and opinion. This is meant to be educational and informational to help you understand how I see things and how uh, I calculated everything, all right? So all that being said, let's get into the numbers today. Five scenarios. So here's our scenario number one. All right, so scenario number one. In this scenario, we are gonna be looking at someone that has $200,000 in income, and they have no kids, married couple, no kids, no mortgage, and no state income tax. So. Of course, their top line is $200,000. They had retirement plan contributions of 18 grand. That leads to AGI adjusted gross income of $182,000. That is the same exact thing in 2017 as it is in 2018. So most of these times as you hear me go through the scenarios, we're just gonna skip to AGI because unless you have been paying alimony or receiving alimony for most of us, there's not gonna be a whole lot of changes on page one that you can do anything uh, about outside of some of the other strategies we've talked about, like buying a business, increasing plan contributions and stuff like that. Now, if you went to the back of page two for 
these particular scenarios in 2017 or 2018, one of the big differences is, of course, the personal exemptions, just as we talked about last week. So what happened with this tax law in scenario one, in 2017, you had $8,100 of personal exemptions. In 2018, that is zero. That went down to nothing. Uh, charitable giving and property taxes, you were able to itemize in 2017. So if you had $10,000 of charitable giving and $5,000 of property taxes, this gave you $15,000, which was higher than the itemized, uh, than the standard deduction of 12,000 bucks. So you had about a $3,000 difference that allowed you to itemize. Now, today, there's no personal exemptions in 2018, and the standard deduction doubled for this couple. So it's not 12 grand anymore, it's 24. Assuming they had the same charitable giving, assuming they had the same property taxes, the standard deduction is now higher than those. So you lost the personal exemptions and you gained the standard deduction. So they had about $23,000 in exemptions plus the different deductions. Now it's 24,000. So they gain a little bit there. So if we look at what the taxable income is on page two of the tax return, you would see that in 2017, this couple had about $159,000 in 2018, 158, almost identical. Taxes paid in 2017, $31,000. And now today, 26,600 bucks. So total savings of about $4,700. $4,700 that they are ahead. So someone with no state income tax, no mortgage, no kids, they are absolutely ahead in this game. All right, let's look at scenario number two. Let's say that they still no longer have a state income tax. They're in Washington, they're in Florida, they're in Texas, and but now they have had a mortgage. They had a mortgage. So everything else that we just looked at is the same. AGI, 182,000 across both. Personal exemption 2017, 8,100. Personal exemptions in 2018 is zero. Same charitable giving of $10,000. Same property taxes of 15. Now, if we assume that on average, they have a $200,000 balance throughout the year, and they have paying a 4% interest rate, that gives us $8,000 of mortgage interest. So if we add up charitable giving, property taxes, mortgage interest, this gives us $23,000 that they would have had in itemized deductions in 2017, plus the personal exemption of 8,100. So their taxable income is much lower than in 2018, where all you get to deduct now is the 24,000 bucks of the standard deduction, because uh, this particular couple, they, are at $23,000 of itemized deductions, uh, it's not gonna be any different. And basically they've lost out now on the personal exemption, so their taxable income is higher. However, because the brackets have changed, they're still ahead. So the tax rates in 2017, let's talk about this a little bit. You're paying married filing jointly 10% on the first $19,000 of your income in 2018, I'm sorry, 2017, you're paying 10% on about the first $18,000 of your income. Not much change there. The next bracket, you're paying 12% for the first 
from 19,000 to 77 grand. You're paying 15% from 18,000 to 76,000 in 2017. So you're paying on a relatively the same bracket about 3%. And then since taxable income is 151k in 2017 versus 158 in 2018, this bumps us up to the next bracket, which in 2017 was 25%. In 2018, that is 22. So at every bracket, it's very close to one another, and you're paying less percentage-wise in taxes. However, in this case, we can see the taxable income has started to shift. And this person in total taxes in 2017 pay $29,000, whereas in 2018, they pay 26. So they're still ahead by about $2,500 when you crunch all the numbers. So we moved from no mortgage, no state income taxes, you get about $5,000 back, to now having a mortgage, no state income taxes, you get $2,500 back. So you can see the mortgage actually has a negative effect. As a matter of fact, I wanna make a point here that this person, their mortgage interest is effectively no longer tax deductible, right? They, they aren't able to itemize because they're using the standard deduction now. So as you look at, at your retirement and planning for it, you might be better off paying off that mortgage sooner. You know, it becomes more like a consumer debt rather than a tax deductible debt. So keep an eye on that as you figure out, am I itemizing or am I standard? You know, effectively, before this person on their mortgage interest was paying the equivalent of 3% rather than 4 And not only that, today, even if you are still paying it, well, now you're paying less interest or less taxes, I'm sorry, on that interest. So I hope you're following with me so far. Those are our first two scenarios. We got three more to go, guys. So let's add another variable in here. Let's say that we'll take the mortgage off the table and now we'll add in state income taxes. We'll assume that this person is living in Minnesota. They're not in Florida. They're not in Washington. They're not in Texas where there is no state income taxes. They're in Minnesota where there are state income taxes. So similar numbers to everything we just looked at. The main difference here is that state income taxes would have been about $12,000 for this person which means that in 2017 they itemized but in 2018 they're still not they're not able to itemize again they're having to use the standard deduction and here's why so they have charitable giving they have property taxes they have state income taxes with property taxes and state income taxes now there's a cap on what you can deduct if you itemize it's only $10,000 so while the property taxes and state income taxes are 17 grand, you're only able to itemize the first $10,000 of those SALT taxes, state and local taxes. Charitable giving, you can still itemize. But because this couple has a cap, they only have $20,000 that in 2018 that they can itemize. So now we start to see a bigger gap on taxable income. All right, so... Follow with me here. We have the adjusted gross income of $182,000 because we had a retirement plan contribution. In 2017, there were personal exemptions of 8,100, same as before. There were charitable contributions of 10,000. There were property taxes of 5,000. And there were state income taxes of $12,440, which leads us to taxable income of $146,460.
which leads us to a tax in 2017 of 28,092 bucks. We'll call it 28 grand just to make nice round numbers. In 2018, you're only taking the standard deduction and personal exemptions go away, which leads to taxable income of 158, 158K. 146 in 2017 versus 158, even though you're making the same amount of money. So your total tax in 2018, even with lower brackets, is still lower, but not by a whole lot. It's about 26,600 bucks, which means that you're still getting a little more money in your pocket, but now it's kind of moving down to a paltry 1,400 bucks. So we've looked at now $200,000 where you have no mortgage, no state income tax, that person did the best. You add in a mortgage, well, they're still doing okay. You take out the mortgage, add in state income taxes, and it's starting to look a little worse. So I think you can probably guess where this is headed, headed now, right? Scenario number four. Now we have state income taxes and we have a $200,000 mortgage. So in 2017, they had the personal exemption of 8,100. They had charitable giving of 10,000. They had property taxes of 5,000. They had state income taxes of 12,000. And they had mortgage interest of 8K. All of those were itemized deductions in 2017, which led to even a lower taxable income in 2017 of $138,000. So you can see in each of these scenarios, we started with the highest taxable income in 2017, and it just has gotten progressively lower and lower and lower, where now everything has just been made null. So if we look at this case, what's interesting now is this person that has a mortgage and state income taxes, they are still able to itemize because there's a cap on those SALT taxes, the property taxes and the state income taxes. So that still gives us a $10,000 deduction, even though you spent 17. You still have charitable giving of 10 and you have mortgage interest of eight. So 10, 10, and eight gives us $28,000. That is higher than the standard deduction by 4,000 bucks. So now you've moved from standard to itemize. So you're still able to itemize, just not as much as you did in the past. Before you're able to itemize about $37,000, now only 28. Taxable income in 2018 in this scenario is 154,000. 138 taxable income in 2017, now 154K in 2018. Total tax in 2017, 26K, total tax in 2018, $25,759. Tax savings of about 300 bucks. That's it. This, this is basically no difference, right? Now, what if we have a higher mortgage? What if we live in California or New York or uh, some area where houses are quite expensive? All right, so let's say you have a $500,000 mortgage. What changes here? Well, here now, you have still all the other variables we talked about, right? In 2017, the personal exemptions, charitable giving, property taxes, state income taxes, and now an even higher mortgage interest. Mortgage interest, let's just say on a $500,000 home at 4%, gives us $20,000 for a nice round number. So in 2017, your taxable income was even lower at 126 k In 2018, the good news is you're, that all that mortgage interest, you're still going to be able to itemize for someone that has a house with a $500,000 mortgage. 
So you're, you are itemizing once again. You still have the cap on uh, property and, and the, the state income taxes. So before you're able to itemize 10,000 plus five plus 12 plus 20, right? So 32, 37, $47,000. Now you're only able to itemize 40 grand of that. But still you have all of that mortgage interest, 20 grand, plus the 10K cap on the SALT taxes, plus 10,000 for charitable giving. So now this person has taxable income of 142 in 2018 versus 126 in 2017. Total taxes paid in 2018, $23,119. Total taxes paid in 2017, $23,092. So as a matter of fact, in this particular situation, you have to give up a lunch to pay a little bit of extra taxes in 2018. And so my friends, this drives home the point of where you live matters in this particular new tax package. For someone that is living in a very high income tax state, New York, New Jersey, Hawaii, Minnesota, uh, all of those states are gonna be worse off. So if you're looking to retire, you have your mortgage paid off, living in Florida or Texas or Washington state will be a great thing. If you are someone who is a resident and you're looking at transitioning to practice, where you are looking at settling might really matter tax-wise. And so my friends, we need to take all of these things into consideration. A lot of numbers, a lot of data, uh, a, a relatively long podcast going over all this stuff. And uh, my friends, I think what, what I'm leaning towards after going through all this data, uh, we're going to be revising the tax reduction prescription with all of these, these changes, and I'm going to keep on, on adding to it. So make sure to look out in uh, future podcasts where I'm going to give you uh, this, this free resource of the calculator that I have been using to go through this data and all the tables so you can see it all in one place. So be on the lookout for that next month. And then additionally, uh, we are going to be having a revised edition of the tax reduction prescription workbook uh, as I put all of this on paper. So that might be coming out in March uh, or April timeframe, uh, which I think now more than ever, knowing your taxes, knowing the changes and planning for this year, get on the ball, my friends, in 2018. If you are uh, looking for deductions, you know, the best place to look is on page one. Page one is going to be your friend, whether you buy a business or you are increasing your contributions to plans, you know, whatever that might be, um, you really are going to want those things. If you're in that donut hole of what I'm saying is about 80,000 to 200,000, that's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Crunch the numbers, look at your situation, see what makes sense to you. All right, my friends. This is Dave Denniston from the Freedom Formula 4 Physicians Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening, taking time out of your super busy and compressed schedule. Feel free to hit me up. Hit me up with questions. I would love to see what I can do to help you. Dave at DrFreedomPodcast.com. Again, Dave at DrFreedomPodcast.com. Have a good one. Bye-bye.